Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Lakani. My co-host is... Nabil Alani. Our lead singer is... <laughs> Nala Wazir. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, we'd like to start off today's episode by giving another shout out to Aaron from Monday Night Brewery. We still have a ton of beers left that he brought over uh, last week, and I think everyone is drinking something different today. Very unique episode. Yeah, we are. I'm with the. I'm going with the uh, Scotch Ale Drafty Kilt. Just mm. poured myself a nice little glass. Nice, Asif. Yourself? I'm drinking the Slam Dunk Orange Creamsicle Milkshake IPA, which is delicious. And in the spirit of March Madness, this is the one that I chose to start with today. Nice. Very nice. Speaking of madness, um, I mean, I guess we talked about all these beers last week, so we won't get too into it. Um, Let's just get started with free agency madness. I mean, that's a real March Madness, right? Yeah. Seriously. It's been wild. Okay. So what is y'all's craziest move? I think think we have the same one, but you go for it. For me, I think it's, uh, it's Antonio Brown going to okay. the Raiders. That's not Asif's. Okay, yeah, that's definitely not mine. That's not? No. I have Odell Beckham yeah. going to Cleveland. Okay, I guess, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is kind of the craziest. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, both are insane. Yeah. I'm just going to be different. I'm going to say Le'Veon Bell. Um, kind of weird that he walked away from all that money the Steelers are offering him and he signed for less. When, you know what's crazy is I saw this stat when we were researching the episode. Um, Le'Veon Bell, with that contract that he has with the, the Jets, is still the third highest paid running back like of all time, like guaranteed money. Yeah. And he would have got more money with Pittsburgh. Yeah. He settled for less. Yeah, he's still in the top three of highest paid. I mean, that's crazy to me. I wonder, had he taken that contract with the Steelers, where he would have been in that equation of you know most paid all I time? I mean, the highest is who? Todd Gurley right now, just because he's got paid the most recent? And he's I'm probably the, yeah. arguably the best top to bottom. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'd know rather have one. Bell. I'd yeah. rather have Bell. Very easily have even, Bell. Even with the year off? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather have Bell with, without knee issues. Todd Gurley has knee issues. Um, I feel like there's a running back we're not thinking of who's actually better than both. I just need a moment to think. It's not C.J. Anderson. No, no, definitely not. I think Kamara might be better than both. Well, I guess it just depends on your team and the offense that you're trying to run. That right? is true, yeah. Um, because Todd Gurley, when I said Todd Gurley is the best, I'm talking about every down back. Um, I mean, I feel like Kamara can be an every down back. They just did, they're just but too creative. But well, he's not a traditional running back. I mean, running backs aren't traditional anymore to begin yeah. with. If you well, can't catch, like Jordan Howard, he used to be the traditional running back. Mm-hmm. Now he's not. Right. He's well, cut. but I mean, just nowadays, like Gurley is still, you can hand the ball, he can go down the middle, he can go to the outside, and he can catch it. But he's used to just going straight through the line yeah. in the middle. And like Kamara is, he's all over the Shifty. field. Yeah. Right, and then Le'Veon Bell too has a lot of those. Oh, I know who the best up. running back is. I knew it, Saquon Barkley. That's the best running back in the league. There you go. Uh, I think Fair it's enough. a little premature to say I that. I don't think so. I think. Uh, I mean, I would take Saquon. Okay, so I'm saying right now the Giants should look to trade Saquon Barkley. Why? Nabil loves to trade star players. He wanted Julio gone from Atlanta. But okay, first of all, a, okay, why did the Giants draft Saquon Barkley? It's because they thought they had a complete team with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham, and they were going to be like, hey, a running back will push us over the edge for a playoff run, potential Super Bowl run, correct? Fair enough. Okay, Odell Beckham's gone now. Yeah. Their defense is being rebuilt. Okay. And you have a running back that's going to be facing nine-man fronts. Not even eight-man fronts now, nine-man fronts. Okay. 
You have Eli Manning who can't move. He can't do anything. No. What's the point of having Saquon? But they did pick up draft picks already with the the Beckham trade. Okay. And what what are they going to do with that? Draft a quarterback who's two years away? But by that by that point, you're going to have to pay Saquon. The whole point of drafting Saquon is to have a cheap contract at running back that you can run into the ground and then let him go. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I just wonder how the fans are going to feel. I mean, the fans, they're already screwed anyway. What, what, okay, so where are they going to go? Four, four and 12 rather than five and 11 yeah right like are you really that much happier with that one win maybe uh, yeah i mean that's a good point it's not it's not <laughs> it's a crazy Probably idea not. but it's so crazy that it could actually work i mean so. i think it's i think it's sane i think it's insane to keep them yeah which well, makes sense it's like having a cl- it's like having craig crimble on a rebuilding braves team mm-hmm. what's the point of having a closer if you're not gonna be up in games and to your point if you're gonna trade saquon like don't play him this year and then trade him next year when he's closer to that rookie contract expiring right. maybe takes a bad hit and, it puts and him he's out a running back games. the most vulnerable position in football right hands down well and, especially even more vulnerable now that your only other weapon is gone yeah but well, they, I mean, they do believe they have another a nice offensive on uh, a couple set of up and coming wide receivers. I mean, Sterling Shepard is good, yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not and anywhere. The third wide receiver. Well, on they that. just signed Golden Tate. Golden Tate's good too, and then they had a third wide receiver as well, right? Um, they did. Yeah, you're right. They have somebody, but I don't think. Oh, so either way, though, they're nowhere near winning the division. It's going to be Eagles, Cowboys, and then whoever between the Redskins and the. Um, and the Redskins made some improvements in the offseason, they did. too. They did. They got Landon Case Keenum. And I think Case Keenum is better than Eli Manning at this point. And they got Landon Collins, too. Yeah. Is that right? And that's a so massive they, they improved <laughs> drastically on both sides. Yeah. Well, Landon Collins' contract is ridiculous. Did you see that? Yeah. $84 million for six years. That is crazy. But six years is a good long-term investment that... You know, you can build around that. But he, he's a strong safety. Like, he's... He's not like one like yeah he makes he makes great plays, but I don't think he's like the idea like the the main person in our defense. No, you know of I mean? course not. But but, he, but he, now he is right. Well, and now it's at least you know that the backfield and the secondary is kind of locked down, and whoever comes in is going to be. I mean, they do they do have from, a ridiculous secondary with Josh with uh, Norman and, but I don't know. So I mean, you know, the secondary can only help you get some sex. So I think we can all agree it comes down to the trenches. And so, right. like you said, with yeah. uh, Saquon right. Barkley, you, now that there's no Odell Beckham and these other receivers that the Giants have, Corey while they're Coleman. good, oh, I mean, Odell the other Beckham receiver helps. you guys are thinking of isn't a wide receiver; it's a tight end. Evan yeah, Ingram. tight end. Evan Ingram was lights out, and Corey Coleman was also really good last okay. season. Oh, the the former Browns first round pick, yep. I believe. All yep, right. yep. So I mean, but yeah, going back to your original question, to Bill. Odell Beckham is the craziest offseason move for me. And I don't know that we're going to see anything this offseason that's going to top that. Oh, I, I don't know. We can. But there's still a lot left to there's be done. Dude, remember, the craziest thing that happened last offseason was a week before right. the opening game with uh, Cleo Mack. With Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. So Thank God. Stuff can still happen. Yeah. And the draft <laughs> has yet to go. So yeah. I mean, I can still see Derek Carr getting traded somehow. I don't know. Well, and happen. like if you go back to last episode, you'll hear that I don't, I'm not high on Derek Carr. I'm not a believer anymore. Um, I mean, I think Derek Carr can be good. I just don't think uh, John Gruden want John Gruden is not and him. They're not meshing right. Here's a question for you. Since we talked about Odell and Antonio Brown, which one do you think is going to have a more positive impact? And and 
have a better return on investment for his team? Is it going to be Antonio Brown or is it going to be Odell Beckham? Between the two? Literally yes. just stole my nonsense. Um, Maybe we can just jump into it. We'll do a Nothers bum, nonsense bum, early. Bum. All right, Nothers nonsense. Bum, bum, bum. That's your, all right. That was my, my nonsense. Well, uh, we didn't uh, so it. actually, right. it was, it was, um. so out of the four big trades or okay. the big major signings, so you have AB, uh, Le'Veon, Nick Foles, and Odell. Mm-hmm. Which one of the four are going to have the most impact on their new team? Ooh, that's a little different, but I have a completely different answer now. So I'm going to answer both of y'all's questions. Okay. okay. Neither to you, I'm going to say Nick Foles will have the biggest impact. I figured you would go that way. Um, Asif, to you, between Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, I'm going to go Odell Beckham. Okay. And uh, what makes you say that? Because so, I don't disagree with you on either of those. So I disagree with you on one, but we can get into it. So that Antonio Brown's another year older. Now, yep. so you had that argument a little while ago that he only caught passes from Ben Roethlisberger. We're not doing this again. I'm not going. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not saying you're right on that, but there is something in that where he's only played for that quarterback, right? Right. Now he's coming to the West Coast. He's coming playing for Derek Carr in a completely new offense. Mm-hmm. So he'll be used different. Now they may he may be used as like a like a distraction half the time. Like John Gruden runs a really old offense that hasn't been used recent like very recently. Yeah. So I don't think Antonio Brown will be as now Freddie Kitchens on the other hand, the Browns head coach, he's using a more dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. He's and he has more athletes. Baker Mayfield can go play wide receiver when Odell Beckham can throw. I've seen that happen before. Right. So, and that's going to be, let's be honest, that's going to be like maybe it'll be, it'll be a gimmick percent It'll be a gimmick play, plays, but yeah. it could still But, but, but the second Freddie Kitchens came out there, I saw Jarvis Landry throwing to, to Baker Mayfield multiple times. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Odell Beckham brings more athleticism at this point than Antonio Brown does, which is why I think he'll have a bigger impact. Okay. No, that's totally fair. And, Agreed. And I agree with that. I also think, too, like Baker Mayfield – Threw the most touchdowns for a rookie last year, and he said is one of the highest in NFL history too. I believe it was like twenty seven touchdowns for a rookie, which is actually crazy. pretty crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, solid. Definitely. And so I think Odell Beckham got an upgrade at the quarterback position. Not to take anything away from Eli, no, of take course. it away. Eli is garbage. Yeah, Eli is. So Odell bad. Beckham is arguably not only playing with a more talented quarterback, a more versatile quarterback. Because uh, Baker Mayfield can do more than oh, just a, be a, a lot pocket more. passer, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also, you've got Jarvis Landry over there. Yeah. You've got Nick Chubb. Absolutely. And, um, if they get Kareem Hunt, too, you know, when Kareem Hunt comes back, if he becomes uh, you the know, half the player that he was oh, in yeah. Kansas City, they'll still be really, really good. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think Odell Beckham will definitely have the most a better impact for his team than Antonio Brown will. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. I think being a receiver, though, like you said, when you look at the four of them, you think being a receiver, it's going to be hard for him to have as great of an impact as Nick Foles or Le'Veon Bell. Right. Which is why of the four big free agent signings that we've gotten to thus far, I think Nick Foles is actually going to be the biggest because the Jaguars' defense is still really good. Right. And mm-hmm. they just didn't have the offensive capabilities for you know to keep up with the defense and now they do and, and they have a proven winner too which is what they need in that clubhouse is some veteran leadership and, and the best part is they have the john DiFilippo, the old quarterbacks coach for um nick Foles, where he won a, a, t- a super bowl with yeah mm-hmm. so i From just Philly. think yeah i think it's a perfect dynamic what's happening in, J- in jacksonville right now and i also think if it doesn't work out for them this year there'll be a new head coach coming in maybe john kitna Ooh, 
<laughs> I don't think so. But I mean, I I agree with you on OBJ having a bigger impact than Antonio Brown. But I think out of the four major free agents, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have the biggest impact. And the reason being mm-hmm. is because you have a second-year quarterback, you have solid wide receivers. You have an improving offense, a fairly decent defense, and you look at historically, anytime the Jets have been contenders, what's the one thing they've had? A solid defense and a really good running back. So Le'Veon Bell will have a great impact, and fantasy-wise, he'll be a great pickup just um, because he's a running back. Yeah. As long as neither doesn't have <laughs> And it, Well, it's also the Adam Gase offense. Adam Gase uses his running back. Yeah. Look at Kenyon Drake. Look at um, was Jeremy Langford when he was on the Bears. Yep. So he will use a running back, and he will give the running back the ball out of the out of the backfield. It'll be more of a catching back, ca- catching back, and up the running up the middle as well, of course. Yeah. But, so Le'Veon Bell will have a great impact, and possibly, but more than OBJ and um, Antonio Brown, just because running backs get the ball more. I but agree. I just think that Nick Foles is Nick Foles is Jaguars' only option at this point. Yeah. They're gonna get. They gave him the keys. Basically, yeah. they're like you're you're driving us. Either we're gonna lose with you, or we're gonna win with you. But the only win? problem is, uh, and the only thing, sorry, really quickly, I don't think the Jaguars have any other offensive pieces around him that are that great. Well, you're right on that, but I do believe that's what they're gonna do for the entire draft. It's just gonna be wide receivers. Now they have um, one one running back who has shown signs of being very good in Fournette. Yeah. Now I don't know if he's gonna. Con- continue to do that and he can stay on the field right? he, yeah. I mean, that's or the thing. even on the team at this point right because there was rumors <laughs> well, he's, of him no, he's, no, he's i think they squashed that he's coming back he okay had, they they gave him his bonus back <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know well and another thing too i'd like to add is you just gotta look at the competition for all these teams right i mean as far as the last time i checked tom yeah. brady and bill belichick are still in the afc east yeah so as good as Le'Veon bell is going to be he's going to be neutralized for two games a year Right, and once once the other teams figure out that equation, though, it's probably going to be more. Uh, so I won't say it'll be neutralized, but what I will say is that the Jets will be neutralized. So, okay. so hey, Bill Belichick will let Le'Veon go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll just stop everybody else. Right, which is so either however Bill Belichick wants to play it, it's still going to end up in uh, Patriots getting two wins against the Jets this year, presumably. Right, I, I mean, think I they think. go one and one. Well, <laughs> all right. I mean, even the Jets have a new coach too, right? Because right. so we there we anymore. have a sh- we have our first show bet, everybody. Um, <laughs> okay. Neither are you taking plus one and a half against Ossip against um, Patriots Jets this this year. I don't I don't know if the the spread works, but yes. So plus one and a half wins. So Patriots have to have more than one win. Okay. So what are we gonna bet? Uh, show beer. Done. Done. All right. The handshake right, is done. You see it? I see it. I'm the witness. Right, cool. This nice. is it. For those on air. Nothers nonsense just turned into Nothers wagering. Ooh, awesome. Maybe that'd go. be a future segment. No, that's going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we might get somebody else in for that segment. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say, like, the competition, AFC East, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are still in there. So I don't know if Le'Veon's Bell impact, Le'Veon Bell's impact is going to go that far, at least in the division, right? Um and then when you look at the Jaguars, I mean, you have the Colts that you got to play against. You have the Texans, but those are winnable games. So, yeah, I think I think Nick Foles as a quarterback obviously has a lot more to do with the outcome of those games than uh, running back would. Yeah. And then again, you know, the I think it's really going to come down to Nick Foles and Odell Beckham Jr. because the Ca- uh, not the Cavs, but the Browns are in prime position to win their division right. now. Yeah, I, I mean, right now the Brown apparently, according to Darren Ravel, Browns are the number one liability in Vegas's books right now, especially after the OBJ trade. 
So. Ridiculous. Do you think? Do you think we're gonna actually see like a Browns playoff run this okay. season? Actually, Immediately it's this very season. it's very plausible because Steelers have to take a step back. It does, no it doubt doesn't make sense if they don't. Hundred um, percent. Balltimore, they look like they're ramping up, but it it just doesn't seem right to well, me. What they're you know, doing. I'm happy you said this because there's something very interesting that happened with Baltimore that kind of affects Atlanta, which is that Mark Ingram yeah. is now there. Yeah, and so mm. like. I don't think we'll ever see a pure option offense in the NFL. I don't think it's possible. But the Baltimore Ravens are, like, so run heavy right now. You got uh, Lamar Jackson, and then you got Alex Collins. You got Mark Ingram. Yep. And you have, like, one notable receiver, Michael Crabtree. No, he's gone. He got cut. So then there you go. So, like. I think they they did pick up a receiver. Let's look into this. uh, I think you're right. I forgot who they picked up, though. I'll look it up. Um. But either way, I mean, so, the, the the Ravens are extremely run-heavy or at least talented in the running position right now. And then uh, C.J. Mosley and Terrell They're going to run that gone. Coach Kuhn offense from uh, Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the first time in NFL history that we see that. But I think that's not too much for the Browns to overcome. I mean, because Terrell Suggs is gone and C.J. Mosley yeah. is gone. So the Ravens are really, uh, aside from the Browns, I think the Ravens are one of the teams I'm I, most interested in watching next year so to no, see how the, they rebound. Well, the thing is, the Ravens let their um, middle linebacker go. Just mm-hmm. let them walk away. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't think, I think the Ravens will also take a step back, and bang, Bengals are nothing. So, I think Browns are poised to win that division. Yeah, I mean, I would say they're a safe bet the, to the win that division. The only way that Browns will win that division and I think it's, I think it is possible because I think they have too many personalities in that locker room. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Brady Kitchen's first year coach, um, so well, we'll see. But I so I I did want to bring something up. It's um a little more. I don't want to say darker. It's more upsetting. Well, we have than, a stout here somewhere. We I don't know. It, it, it's more upsetting. So I don't. I don't even. I don't even make a joke out of this. Willie uh, Sneed. Willie Sneed. Okay. The wide receiver. No, no, no. Yeah. He was he was there last year. I think he's still there. Yeah, but that's not the wide receiver. It, that's not the offseason opposition. Yeah, who yeah. picked up? Um, Tyreek Hill. Um, I personally think he shouldn't play next year. I don't think so either. And why uh, is that? So for, for just to catch yeah. everybody. So Tyreek Hill has been uh, accused of um, what was what I'm looking for? Physi- I don't assault. Ph- physical assault on his a child. So. I don't know if the uh, some stuff has been pulled back now and it's being worked on, but right now there is a domestic violence or whatever it be against him charges out there battery. Yes, and his child's three years old. They're saying he broke his arm. The first report out there were saying he broke his arm, but then they pulled it back. So I don't. Well, I already said it, but I don't want like to go out and say that's exactly what he did. But I don't know, man. There's yeah. some legal yeah. situation surrounding Tyreek Hill. So. Uh, until that's figured out, I don't think he should play, it, especially because it's his second time doing this. Because he had an incident in college with his pregnant girlfriend, who is the mother of this child, mm-hmm. and that's why he fell to the fifth round. Now we saw Kareem Hunt do something, and whatever he did, he was done right then and there. And mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs cut him. Right. Yep, I'm not saying the Kansas at a pivotal City, point in the season too. Yeah, I might uh, add. right before the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and I'm not saying Kansas City has to cut Tyreek Hill. But they have to. Something has to come, and I'm sure it's going to come because it's the off season, so it can move a little slower. But something has to come out of this. No, I mean, I think I think you're right, and you know, something that we always talk about offline is, you know, football is football. It's great. It's yeah. half the reason that we have this show right here. At the same time, there's things that are bigger than football almost yeah. always, 
and this is one of those things. And so I would like to think that the bodies, the governing bodies in this situation would do the right thing and, you know, uh, let either the legal system do its thing or just let have the moral high ground to say, like, yeah, you're really talented. That's fine. But we, we you know, we can't continue this relationship anymore. Right. So we'll see what comes of that. I'm happy you brought that up. Agreed. Um, uh, Nabil, what did you just open up, just so our listeners are aware? Uh, big softy, because big after softy. the conversation, I'm now a big softy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little sad right now. For well, us. I'm looking at that fistful of cake that now they're brought in again. Um, rookie mistake brought it in so I could see it. So now I know that we have it. So I kind of want to drink some. Fair enough. Sharing but I still, I still got half of my slam dunk left. Um, is slam now a good time. Is now a good time to talk about basketball. Well, I was going to quickly wonder if we could go over both of your teams' free agent signings. So, who have the Bears picked up? Who have the Falcons picked up? How do you guys think about it? Gotcha. Uh, A couple of big signings for the Bears. Um, One, we got Mike Davis as we broke on the air last week. Yep. We also signed... In part one. In part one, yes. Yeah. Um, Mike Davis... Who else did we get? Uh, we got Haha Clinton Dix. Haha Clinton Dix. Uh, we got him for a cheaper deal than what um, Amos went to the Packers for. Yep. Can we can we like have a pact on the show right here where we call him LOL Clinton Dix? Is that possible? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> we no. could. We could try it. We can no. go Lamo. What? Lamo. I like LOL Clinton Dix. I'm I'm gonna go with Austin on this Damn one. It. There you go. L A M O. Hey, there you no, go. No, come on. All right. LOL Clinton. I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I'm I, not gonna remember. I like All right, whatever. All right, LOL Clinton Dix. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it now. I yeah. Get it. <laughs> I mean, how can you how can you say that and then not go ha ha afterward? <laughs> get it? Get it? There um, you go. <laughs> I don't think the Falcons haven't made any big signings. I know they freed up some extra money. They did get, uh, I think, a couple offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. Breland, maybe? I, I don't know. They yeah. Got, yeah. No, Breland was from the Rams. He went somewhere else, right? Yeah. Well, so the Falcons did beef up their offensive line. They got two guards, yep. which is much needed. And as I've said in past episodes, and you guys have agreed with and not said yourselves, too, is like the offensive line needs to be protect, You know, needs to be prioritized, yeah. and so does the defensive line. Yep. So the biggest move for the Falcons this offseason really so far has been – not necessarily a signing, but Grady, uh, Grady Jarrett giving the franchise so tag th- and Vic Beasley. Excuse me, that's what we have to wait for right now because if you guys can come into a long-term agreement with Grady Jarrett, you guys can make moves. You guys can go sign a tight end like Jared Cook. You guys can do stuff. Mm-hmm. But until that's figured out, you guys are cap-strung like crazy. Yeah, so the Falcons are kind of had a quiet offseason. And, you know, and at least in the past, watching Thomas Dimitrov, I mean, he likes to do something on draft day, whether it's, Usually on draft day, he likes to trade up or Bama wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, hey man, uh, I mean in hindsight, in yeah. hindsight it worked out because the Browns effed up the entire haul they got. They yeah. they did not keep one player from that haul. No, fair so enough. it's the Browns' fault that trade worked out. I still weren't up traded for. And a wide and it's almost like you think Thomas Dimitrov knew that was going to happen, where he was like, "All right, let's go. This is the target that we want to take." I mean, if that's the case, I want to get some lucky or no, winning but, lottery numbers, right? But <laughs> even if Thomas Dimitrov knew that was going to happen, what what was the um? What does it matter? Right. Well, I mean, I was just saying, like, there's teams before the Browns in that position and yeah. after the Browns. And he said, no, let's go with Cleveland with their incompetent because <laughs> with their incompetent GM at the time. No. It, Who it, knows? I mean, I'm, it, I, it, it was the best value that he got out of it because oh, I don't know if you remember this. He originally did not want um, 
Julio Jones. He wanted A.J. Green. Which either way I think would have worked out well for the Falcons and it's addressed the need that the Falcons had at the time, which is you have to get a receiver for your star quarterback, your franchise quarterback, who is now making $30 million a year this season. And I've seen and read and heard that that is a point of contention when it comes to free agency discussions where Thomas Dimitrov on record has said it's been hard for us to make moves in free agency. This is paraphrasing, but it's been hard to make for us to make moves in free agency when our quarterback is making $30 million a year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and that's why the formula for a Super Bowl right now is to have a good defense and a QB on their rookie contract. If if you can, which is very, very hard to do. Yeah. But I think, I mean, as of right now, at least it worked for LA to get Mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl. Yep. And when you talk about teams with a good defense with a quarterback on a rookie contract, it's a team we talked about at the beginning of the show, Cleveland Browns. Bears. And, and bears. the bears. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't talked about them at the beginning of the I show. I talked yet, about but them. That was like the middle of the show. <laughs> anyway. In the title of the show. This is, so this is a show about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Chicago. False start. False start. False start. There you go. False good. start. Um, that's, that's a delay of game, actually. I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, okay. So you still delayed the game. All right. Anyway, you got a business card in your hand. Yes, Let's give a shout out to I somebody do. before we get to March Madness. Uh, Turning Point Beer in uh, Dallas. I met them this weekend at um, the Day of the Juice. Okay. I met a lot of people at the Day of the Juice, but uh, these guys in particular were, uh, you know, hanging out with me the whole time. So I did want to give a shout out to. Uh, if you, you want to read it, okay. So you can oh, read it. okay. Yeah. To I mean, John I, Perrick, yeah. the taproom manager at Turning Point Beer. I will be uh, visiting him in two weeks when I do go to Dallas for the uh, Cubs uh, Rangers game. Very nice. Um, yeah, he did give us a beer for the show, but I forgot it at home. So very that, nice. That's a false start he, on me. Quote unquote, forgot it. Yeah, at home. right. That's a false start on me. What kind of beer was it? Do you it remember? was a double dry hop, double IPA. Okay, we could do another show after this. Let's go <laughs> home, come back. I'll be here. All right. Um, one more announcement I would like to make is I will be at the Roswell Beer Festival pouring beer this weekend. All so right, all right, all right. If you're out there, everyone come see him. I did post it on the Facebook group that said, hey, Bears, Birds, and Brews will be at the festival. And the post has to be moderated by the uh, event admin. Yeah. So hopefully I'm Facebook famous now and they know that we're going to be out there. But for those of you listeners, um, I will be at the Roswell Beer Festival this weekend. I'd love to see you guys talk about the show, talk about football, talk about beer. Um, I can even give you life advice if you really want it. Just let me know. It'd be really weird advice. Yeah, probably not something you I, I wouldn't would take one to listen to, but it's right. nice. All it's right. nice to sound, guys. Just so you know, I'm gonna edit that part out, <laughs> and I think we've. I've already uh, jumped false start on now. There's nonsense, so we're gonna so, skip right to that, and we're and, gonna go straight to. Okay, so we got the tournament this week. Brackets are up. Anybody have any upsets? Because I have one. You uh, go first. Yeah, All right. Go ahead. Murray State versus Marquette. I got Murray State beating them. Okay. John Morant is going to prove that he's a number two pick in the draft, and he will single-handedly beat Marquette. All right. I like that. Interesting. I um, So it's not a first-round upset. Uh, I don't know if we'll see many first-round upsets, but hopefully it matches up to what we get in Auburn-North Carolina matchup, and if that's the case, I think Auburn's going to do it. I think, okay. I think Auburn will upset North Carolina. I believe that would be in the second, maybe third round. Okay. Um, so, but so that's, you, that's you're, the you're one a little that early on he that. He jumped ahead again. That's yep. fine. Fair it's enough. It's all good. Hey, man. I mean, there, there's a bunch of good games in the first or second round. 
um, that I'm really excited to see. I don't, you know, just looking back through the brackets again, I don't necessarily know that we're, I think, oh, there's another one in the first round. Virginia Tech is a four seed against St. Louis. Okay. I think St. Louis is going to get that win. Okay. Or at least I wouldn't be surprised if they get that win. I mean, I have other ones too. I just want to pull up my bracket because I don't want to give you guys all my information. That's fair. Because <laughs> we're in a bracket competition together. We are in bracket competition together. I haven't filled mine out yet, but. Me neither. Um, now you know that I got Auburn beating <laughs> UNC, so feel free to have fun with that. My only upset, and I think my only first-round upset, is going to be my alma mater, Georgia State University, because they always seem to upset whoever they're going against in the first round. So I, mean, I want to keep that one. streak continued. One for one. I think they're two for two. In the first round? No, first round. This is their second time they're making it to the... Um, Third, no, because the first time they made it was with R.J. Hunter. Yes. Where they had the two upsets. Yes. And I think they made it once more after that. Maybe. We'll have to check. We can check. We'll check out, and we'll tweet it out after the show. So who is correct? Um, yeah, I think it's me. Okay, so <laughs> whoever's playing Georgia State first round, I'm calling that one upset. I mean, I'm happy to see Georgia State back in the tournament. I think Definitely. it's awesome for the season. Definitely, I kind of want the coach to break his leg again too, just so it'd be like you know, good luck, deja vu. Yeah, where he actually breaks a leg, but the other leg team to break a leg. The other leg this time. There you go. Um, <laughs> All right. And then you guys have any special plans for March Madness watching? You guys like to? I think we could talk. Well, just an idea that I want to throw out to you guys is like I would love to do an episode or two where we talk about like how we like to watch games, right? You know, like during the summer before football starts. Like, how do you like to watch your football? How do you like to watch March Madness? Well, we know Nabil likes multiple screens. I like multiple screens. I mean, and <laughs> and that's a very valid answer. Whereas you guys know me, and spoiler for the listeners, I don't end up watching half the games, but I know what's going on. Boom, and that's our episode. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, so do we end this with like goodbye, goodbye, goodbye? Or no. No, I think goodbye we just my say baby, goodbye my honey, goodbye my ragtime. I think we just end this by saying um follow oh. us at Bears Birds Brews on Twitter and Instagram. That's all we have, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Is there nice. more stuff? I mean there's Facebook, but I don't know if that's like for dinosaurs nowadays. Gotcha. Um, all right. Thank you again, Aaron from Monday Night Brewing. Uh we're still thank drinking you, all your beer. Yep. Thank well, you, John from Turning Point. And uh make sure you say hi to Asif at uh Roswell, Roswell Beer, beer Festival. Festival. Jinx yeah. Jinx. And, Ooh, got you. And, I beat you. And shout out LOL Clinton Dix for being the best free agent signing so far. Bears, uh-huh. birds, brews.